0: Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the Senior Pastor of Transformed Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk to you about Christmas, the celebration of Jesus, because that's what Christmas is about. You know, Christmas is actually the cornerstone of of our faith. It's the foundation of our faith. It's the start it's the Genesis, so to speak, of our faith. And it's an acknowledgement, if you will, of God's promise that he keeps his promise. Because you think about it, and right if you know your Bible, is, you open up your Bible, the first book of the Bible is called Genesis. Genesis. And Genesis means beginning, right? And so right at the very beginning, God promised that he would send someone to bring us salvation, that he would make a way for his people right at the very beginning. And so when you get to the Gospels, when you get to Matthew, and you get to Mark, and you get to Luke, and you get to John, it's just a reminder that God keeps his promise because the birth of Jesus is the fulfillment. And there's this big word that's attached to it. It's called the incarnation, right? And that's what it means, God's promise. God Keeps his promise. And so the scripture reminds us in Matthew, Matthew, of course, you know, being a tax collector, started to follow Jesus. And this is what he documents about the birth of his Savior. And he says this in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. He says this This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, She became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him jesus for he will save his people from that sin. verse 23 says look the virgin will conceive a child she will give birth to a son and they will call him emmanuel which means everyone god with us God was no longer distant, but God came close. He wanted to demonstrate that it wasn't just Him loving us from heaven, but He wanted to come near. And so he put on flesh, He put on the robe of this earthly garment, and he came close, and he gave himself the God of the universe, the creator of the world and all the stars and planets, the sun, the moon, all those majestic bodies created them but he gave himself over into the hands of men a small fragile little baby and so the word incarnation means that God took flesh and dwelt among his creation and that's why the word Emmanuel the name Emmanuel is not just a name but it's a description of who Jesus is he is God with us with us in our times of trouble, with us through the different seasons of our life, with us through the highs and the lows, with us whether we are joyful or whether we are sad, it's God became flesh. And that is God's promise all the way back in Genesis when he declared it, that he said, the virgin or mother would give birth to a son and that son would trample the head of the serpent. And So John, you know, one of the other gospel writers, he brings this reminder when he writes his introduction to his letter. He reminds people, he says this in John 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and he's echoing Genesis, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then he says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Again, he wants to reiterate the closeness of Jesus. He wasn't up just in heaven, but he came down to dwell amongst his creation, the most majestic of all things in this world is that god came close to you and me we were distant at a time we were far from god if you at that time wanted to worship you had to travel all the way to jerusalem because that was known as the temple of god and you had to go there and you had to sacrifice and you had to prove that you were worshiping god but god changed all of that with the birth of jesus God came near to us. We no longer have to run to a place, but God came to us. In your situation, in your home, in your circumstance, in your problems, God comes close. He's God with us. And so, in this season, we are so busy, you know, thinking about other things. It's called the silly season. It's called the busy season. People get crazy. Fights break out in shopping centers, you know, over their last gift. And all these crazy things happen. And I again remind you what Vanessa said. Sometimes it takes away from the essence of who or what the season really is. It has become so commercialized. It becomes all about material things. And it loses the essence of why God came. In fact, we lose the potency of Christmas when it becomes commercialized. Imagine, if you will, in a world that God did not come close. That God did not come. What would that world be like if we never had Christmas in the true essence? What would our world look like? Well, there would be no savior. We'd have to try and figure out a way for us to do something, to prove to God that somehow we are worthy. Imagine a world where there would be no freedom and liberty to live in what God has given us. There would be no hope. There would be no future. There'd be no, nothing to look forward to because it'll just be a decrepit word. People wouldn't love each other in the way that we are taught to love there would be a world without hope without joy without peace and without love because you see jesus changed everything about love the way the world loved before was not the way we know it now when you think about god and you think about god's love that concept began with jesus it didn't exist before jesus a world the ancient world wasn't about love It was about destruction, it was about conquering, it was about taking land, it was about eliminating people. It wasn't about giving anything. It was about accumulating as much as you can. The concept of love began with Jesus. He introduced it. The birth of Jesus changed everything. We as Christ followers, We celebrate the birth of Jesus and we must, we must celebrate it as its true essence because if we are the ones who are calling ourselves followers of Jesus, then we should show the world that we are celebrating the birth of our Savior in true essence. And not get caught up with all of the things of the season. I'm not saying don't give gifts. I'm not saying don't celebrate. I'm not saying that, any of that stuff. In fact, I'm saying do celebrate. Celebrate with genuineness. Celebrate with joy. Celebrate with what God gave us. Celebrate the birth of an amazing Savior that made a way out of no ways. Celebrate Jesus with all the enthusiasm you can muster and tell everyone why you celebrate Jesus we should be celebrating. And as we saw on that video, the truth of the matter is that the world loves to celebrate Christmas, but not Christ. They love the little baby Jesus because, you know, a baby is just cute. It can't say anything except Boo, 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 ba, baba. <laughs> Whatever your babies say. I don't know baby language. If you can translate, let me know what babies say. But the reality is that Jesus did not remain a little baby, he grew up. And in turn, we must also grow up in our faith. We can't remain infantile in our perception of the world. We can't remain as children looking the same way, year after year, having the same perceptions. We need to grow up in our faith just as Jesus matured. Because you see, Jesus did not come to remain a baby. He came for our purpose. And that purpose was to bring us into reconciliation with God. It's actually to die on a cross. That was the culmination of the birth of Jesus. It wasn't to remain a baby. And as I said, the world loves baby Jesus, but they don't like the adult Jesus. Because the adult Jesus says some things that they don't necessarily like. The adult Jesus confronts them with their state of being. The adult Jesus might not always agree with everything they do, and say the doubt Jesus might get in their face a little bit. See, Jesus did come to show God's love and he touched the lepers and he healed the sick and he befriended the prostitutes and he went close to those in regions that other people wouldn't want to go because he wanted them to know that God loves everyone, that he comes close to whoever, no matter how much you sink, no matter how far you think you've gone to, God still finds you. And Jesus talked about this. The greatest one of these parables is about the, the shepherd leaving the 99 and going after the one. And I was talking to someone the other day and I said, If you had $100 and you lost $1, would you leave $100 on a seat and go looking for the one? Of course you wouldn't. None of us would. But he does. He leaves the larger quantity to go after the small. He leaves the 99 sheep and he goes after looking the one. Someone could steal the 99, someone could destroy the 99, but he knows the preciousness of just one. And none of us are out of God's mind and thoughts. No matter where we are, no matter how far we go, God loves us. And Jesus came to demonstrate that, you see, the more we love, the more the world gets contentious with us. But we have to keep loving just as Jesus did. Love isn't what we do. Love is what we are. Love isn't what Jesus did. Love is who Jesus is. You see, when the enemy attacks, we demonstrate love. When good friends let us down, we demonstrate love. When Jesus' disciples walked away from him, he demonstrated love. When Peter betrayed him, he demonstrated love. When Judas betrayed him with a kiss, he still didn't despise Judas. He loved him as well. You see, but that is not all that Jesus came to tell us. Jesus also came to tell us that there's a way that we need to follow. And some of the things that Jesus said... Is not talked about at christmas because you know as we said it's just all about the baby jesus it's all about the love but this is what john again one of his disciples document that jesus said in john 3 verse 19 and 21. this is what jesus says he says this is the verdict light has come into the world but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil everyone who hates evil Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly and what they have done has been done in the sight of God. That's not so welcoming to people that don't agree with Jesus, because it seems like he's asking for something that's beyond just admiring a cute little baby. He's saying, I want you to live in a place of victory. And that's turning away from the things of your past and walking into the light. Jesus called us to live in the light. As we celebrate this season, let's not forget, as we talked about earlier, what if God didn't come? But let's remember that we celebrate Jesus because of him we have fellowship with God. Because of Jesus, we have relationship with God. Because of Jesus, we have forgiveness. Because of Jesus, we have received grace. Because of Jesus, we are redeemed. And because of Jesus, we have eternal life, a hope, and a future. Because of Jesus, because he came close. And that's something we should celebrate. And he says this, you know... Jesus says this again, he says this in in John 14 verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. You see, love demands something. It demands that we follow him. If we love him, we should keep what he tells us, right? If you love someone, you want to please them. And that's what he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter or advocate To help you with, to be with you forever. We're never left alone. We're never left comfortless. Jesus keeps his word. Emmanuel, God with us. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives within you and will be with you. I will not leave you an orphan. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, Jesus says, but... You will see me. Because I live, you also will live. God with us. Always. No matter what the situation. Because He lives, we live. So as we gather with family and friends this Christmas, as we gather around tables and we eat delicious meals prepared by loved ones, Let's not forget about Christ. In fact, the world wants to cross out Christ. They don't even say Christmas, they want to say Xmas. Right? Merry Xmas. But it's not X, it's not crossing out Christ. Don't let anyone cross out the Christ because it's Christmas. Don't let someone take away Christ out of the season. Don't tell someone Xmas because that's crossing out Christ. And it might seem pedantic, it might seem minute, but it's a gradual shift in our culture away from Christ. And as I said before, if we are Christ followers, then we must celebrate Christ. We must celebrate Christ who he is. We must shout it from the rooftops. I am a Christ follower and I celebrate Christmas because it's the birth of the one who gave me everything. I celebrate him. So don't let anyone cross out your Christmas. Don't let everyone cross out your Christ. Tell people of who Jesus is because he is the reason for the season. Ask yourself a question. Why did Jesus come? What was Jesus' mission? To bring life and to give you abundant life. To reconcile us back with God. Why did he come? Who did he come for? He came not for the righteous, not for those who think themselves better. He came for those who are broken, who are sinners, who are far from God, the broken and the downtrodden, the ones who mess up like you and me. I mess up all the time and I need him more and more every single day. Why did he come? Because he was a good shepherd and he saw us like sheep lost and gone astray and he wants to gather us back into his fold. And that's what Jesus says I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for thy sheep. I give. And before God asked anything of us, he demonstrated his willingness to give. He gave his life, he gave his love, he gave his grace, he gave his forgiveness. And then he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus came to display God's love, yes. He just came to demonstrate who God is in flesh, that he's not distant, but he's close. And so Matthew reminds us again, and I'll read it again as we come to a close. He says this, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this could to fulfill the Lord's message through this prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, shall give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When you receive God's blessing, you can rejoice. When you're alone, he is your companion. When you are sick, He is your healing. When you are lost, He will be your guide. When you are hurting, He will be your comforter. When you are weak, He will give you strength. When you are under attack, He will be your defender. When you are afraid, He will be your peace. When you are messing up and in sin, He will be your savior because He is Emmanuel, God with us. Let's stand. I want to leave you with two questions as i always do to help you engage during the week and especially at this season we have the ability to bring christ into our activity and as you gather with your family and friends as you get to spend time enjoying each other's company the giving of gifts and receiving of love i want you to think about this question how can you give thanks with your family this christmas How can you give God thanks for what he's done, that he's come close? Maybe it's just, hey guys, I would love to pray before we begin our meal. And maybe you have people there that have never prayed before, and you can just demonstrate your faith in Christ. And it doesn't have to be pushy. You don't have to beat someone over the head with the Bible and tell them this is what's true. You just say, hey, I just wanna take a few moments. And most people, when you say, can I pray for you? will say, sure. Maybe that's what you can do. Maybe you can just remind people, hey, I love gifts, but I just want to remind you this started because of who Jesus is. So how can you give thanks with your family this Christmas? And number two, how can you take a moment to honor Christ this Christmas? And you can do this privately. You can do it when you wake up or even before you go to bed tonight how can you take a moment to honor Christ and thank him for demonstrating his love to you and me maybe it's just refreshing yourself by reading the stories in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John just the beginning of his birth and how the angels appear to the shepherds and and get back into the wonder of his birth because sometimes we lose it in the season don't we We lose the essence of what Christianity is and what Christmas is. So how can we take a moment to honor Christ in this season? And I would love it if I can pray for you right now. Is that okay? All right. Would you lift your hands with me if you will, if you can? And let's honor him together. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we come together to remember your birth, the precious little baby Jesus, But Lord, we don't want to stay in that manger. There's a hill with a cross in front of you and you walk boldly towards it in maturity. And so Lord God help us grow in faith and love as well. Because there's a purpose in our life. We have been born for a purpose on purpose. And we don't And we shouldn't and we can't remain in an infant state forever. We need to grow in our faith. We need to grow in our experience. We need to grow in declaration of who you are. We need to be mature Christ followers. And so Lord, I pray that this will be the genesis of something new in our life. That we take a small step, a little step, to just talk about you with boldness to our family and friends. Not to embarrass, not to put down, but just to display who we are that we decided to follow you, Jesus. And so we just want to thank you. Thank you for coming close. Thank you for being Emmanuel. Thank you for being God with us. That you are not distant, but you are close. That you are for us and not against us. That you're with us in every season of our life. And so we honor you, we thank you, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you put your hands together and give him some Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend, Or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.